The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network. Now on News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, this is the Bears Coaches Show with Bears head coach Matt Nagy. The coaching staff and Bears management. The Bears Coaches Show is brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants, Advocate Healthcare, Verizon, and Miller Lite. Now from Hallis Hall, here's the voice of the Bears, WBBM's Jeff Joniak. Happy holidays and a pleasant good evening, everybody, from PNC Studios here at Hallisaw. This is the Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy. I'm Jeff Joniak. Nice come from behind win at Detroit's Ford Field back on Thursday, 24-20 over the Lions, a 3-1 and start to the second half of the season, and you fought back to 500. It's been quite the fight, too. Uh, first time since week seven, and it just is a, an interesting feeling about that. If I have it, you guys certainly have it in that locker room. Yeah, you could, you could feel it. Uh, after the game, it, it was uh, it was just a feeling of guys. Um, they they earned it, you know. They they fought hard to to get to that point, and uh, you know it was on a short week. Uh, you you put all that together. It's a tough division game on the road, and uh, it's a battle. And so here we are, like you said, we we sit at a point. The last four games now, we've able to go three and one. Um, and, and put ourselves in, in a decent position. So we know we have our hands full yet, but uh, here we are this week against the Cowboys, and it's important to get going. You already know you got competitors. You know, you know you've talked about the resilience of this team, and now you can look them in the eye and say, hey, guys, look where we're at. I mean, yeah, you do need some help along the way, but only – matters what only matters is you taking care of this each step at a time right and and it's it's just you look back at these moments and you go through things for certain reasons and um you know when when I talk as a leader as a head coach they listen but you also want to be able to 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 say you see what I'm saying see what I told you and they're proving me right right now in regards to them being fighters and and guys that care we're a family and what better way last week than than on Thanksgiving Day to be able to have a big win together as a family, and I th- and and that's where it becomes powerful. Those moments are, are ones that you you don't forget wherever you're at during the season, and uh, who knows here as we go forward how it propels us. You know, no bigger fighter right now. With all due respect to the other 52 guys on the team, Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, I mentioned it last week after the game that. Um, it was, it was, uh, it really was his day. And I, and I, and I say that after uh, going back and watching the tape, you just, you, you see the, the decisions that he's making, the throws that he's making at, at certain times, um, w- which is huge for, for our offense. And he's, uh, growing as a leader. Uh, our, the players around him are, are stepping up and creating holes for the, in the run game with the O-line. The O-line had a really good game last week. I mean, they, they protected, uh, Mitch, and when you protect, you're able to throw the football. They created lanes in the run game. When you when you create lanes, you're going to average 4.7 yards per rush. And and then when the ball's thrown your way, wide receivers are going to make plays. And the other thing too, last week that that occurred that that's kind of got lost in the shuffles. There there was a lot of drop eight by Detroit, so they'd rush three and drop eight. And there's not a lot of guys open, but Mitch Mitch and the wide receivers did a really good job of the scramble drill. And we there were some plays that were made where um, you know it's hard to draw plays for a drop eight, but they made plays. It was about the players. You know, you mentioned the offensive line, and there, there's a couple of double team blocks by Charles Leno Jr. and James Daniels that just blew uh, the defensive lineman off the line of scrimmage. What what a great um, again a great fundamental coaching tape for the rest of the season. Yeah, and, and th- those guys get to see that, and they they, t- they took pride in it. And uh, that's not an easy front to to move. There's some big big guys in there, and 
um, I think you just you you f- you were able to feel it. You un- you understood that. Uh, I know. Again, like I said, as a as a play caller, um, when you look up and it's second and four, second and five, those are friendly down in distances. Yes, they are <laughs> because uh, you've had a whole. Uh, catalog of plays that you know were not that way this season so far so you know that had to be a fun game for you to call yeah it, it was it was uh, I mean, you know, in the beginning, we, we started not, with the yeah. first, well well we started started the game off with the uh with the touchdown drive we had a, a had the ball around midfield after a great return by uh by Cordero uh and then ended it with a touchdown which is what we've been talking about all week long is let's get that touchdown that first drive then we stalemated for two drives and and then we had the penalty fest where it, that, yeah. that's, those are tough to overcome, uh, and then we were in two-minute mode at the end of the half. So before you know it, that that was that. Um, then the the second half, um, our, our guys continued to battle, and then in the end, we ended it with a 90-yard, 95-yard drive to win the game, and that, that that's one we'll look back yeah, at. Yeah, and you mentioned on Friday that that, that – that is the drive that could tell the story of 2019. It could, it could, and we and we don't know that. We'll see moving forward here, but that's certainly a, a drive that uh, I know that any way you look at it, it instills confidence in the players and uh, and coaches in the fact that two huge third down conversions, a, a a great throw to Anthony Miller on the corner route, and then another great throw down into the inside the five on a on a go ball uh, where he gave him a chance and was able to make a play. So and then. Again, um, throwing a touchdown pass to take the lead um, is just uh, – that's what we look for. Well, you know, you, you, after the interception he threw, uh, Darius Slate picked off. 10 of 11, the drop in there, he would have been perfect. You know, mm-hmm. it was one drop. Mm-hmm. 10 of 11, two touchdowns. Yeah. So that, that, that's, that's the fight I'm talking about. And remember last week I brought up – or maybe it was in our pregame interview. I, there's some, There was something about Mitch the last couple of weeks, his attitude, his presence, and how he's processing everything. It just felt different to me. Yeah, well, he, and, he's— And maybe he's, it is. Yeah, he's, well, he's been through a lot, and, and uh, there's nothing wrong with that. We've all been through— It's a good thing. It, I'm not it, saying it, it's a negative. No, it is. No, You're no, right. No. It's, it's, he's, that's what I'm saying. He's, he's handled it really well, and, um, and as, as we've said from the start, you know, this, this kid wants to win for the city of Chicago and for his teammates and family and for our organization more than anybody. And I think you're seeing that the last couple of weeks, you, you feel it. And however you go ahead with, with, with finding how you do that, he's, he's done that. Let's talk Anthony Miller. There were a certain number of guys I circled before the season, and he was certainly one of them, that if the Stars played at their level on either side of the ball, and then these certain group of guys, there was like a half a dozen rows. This this could be one dangerous football team. And it's taken a bit, but Anthony Miller seems like he's on his way now. Yeah, it's it's about opportunities, and you've seen that now the last couple of weeks. And um, that trust word is so big um, between a quarterback and a wide receiver, and, and it gets built on um, doing things the right way. It's built on timing and uh, practice, and uh, so – Anthony's had more opportunities. He's taken advantage of it. He knows he can continue to grow in, in certain areas, but I just uh, I love his fire. I love his passion. I love his want for the ball. And, and it's clear from your discussions uh, with the media and so forth, he, he's a guy you kind of have to stay on about being in the right place. Yeah, you do, and and, and he, he knows that, and none of it is, is um, 
because he doesn't have the ability to do that. It's just there is a there's quite a bit in this offense, and it takes a little bit of time. And and the one thing that I really love about Anthony Miller is, and he made this statement to me before, is um, if he screws it up one time or messes it up one time, he won't do it again. And so uh, there's going to be that first time mess up. But and he's proved me right, so or he's proved himself right that he he doesn't make the same mistake twice. This is the Bears Coaches Show, brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants. The Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy and WBBM's Jeff Joniak continues. Snap back to Trubisky, looking to throw over the middle, end zone, touchdown! He uncovered David Montgomery for six. The Bears have the lead. A three-yard toss with 2.17 left. Bears are back in front, 23-20. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show, brought to you by Whipley Financial Advisors, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears here at PNC Studios at Hallisaw. Jeff Joniak and Matt Nagy, you heard the highlight. Believe it or not, and I had to go back and double-check to make sure I wasn't wrong, but I mentioned in the broadcast that was the first uh, pass-catching touchdown for David Montgomery all the way back to high school. <laughs> he that, didn't have one right? in Iowa State. He caught 71 balls, but no touchdowns. Is that right? Huh. So that's See, number you got, one right You got there. me on that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, he, he did a good job, and all things uh, considered, too. You know, that's a, last week was a week where we weren't able to uh, to do any uh, live practice, you know, full speed, so everything was through mental reps, and that's a pretty crucial situation right there that those guys are in, and uh, Mitch made a great decision. He, made, he finished his route, and then they made a play. Yeah, and that was third progression. Yeah, third yeah. progression. So yep. again, which is part of the play, but yeah. but at the same time that he uh, he they they uh, they made a good decision. Uh, ball placement, poise, Mitch to everybody in in the game, from a Rob to Jesper Horstead's touchdown catch. How would you evaluate it? Yeah, that that touchdown catch there by Jesper. Uh, that throw to start really uh it puts it, a smile it, on your face doesn't yeah, it yeah it does just because that that's uh you don't always talk about that being a throw on that play but they the players made the play and and those are the ones that you really look back on and 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 appreciate and um Mitch put it exactly where it needed to be and then it was not an easy catch to come down and then land on the ground and stick you know catch the the ball in between your your helmet and your arm and et cetera. So that's a pretty good first touchdown catch for him. All right, let's flip to the defense. We got to talk Roquan. Got to talk Roquan Smith. Uh, his, his star is shining right now. He was all over the place, uh, triggering, instinctive. Couple of sacks. It's clear he could be a very good blitzing linebacker and get to the quarterback and put him down to the ground. Yeah, that, that's what that's what we saw. That's what we knew we had with him, and you see it, and and you, you just really appreciate it. You love you love uh, when you when you put on the game tape after the game and you you see him flying around everywhere. It was an unfortunate call, um, or you know, it's all effort for the the out of bounds late hit there, but he made up for it with the big sack. So um, he's playing at a high level right now. You can see it. You sense it. And uh, it's it's good. Well, and you know, he and he's a perfect example because uh, you know you talk about Mitch, and, and clearly Roquan's been through something this season too. And so you don't you don't stop watching the movie halfway through. It's a full sixteen game season. So all these guys are are these guys. We talk about Anthony Miller, the nine for one forty career high. You talk about Mitchell Trubisky. You talk about Roquan. You talk about James Daniels moving over to guard and making some big blocks yesterday. Um, are they taking guys with them? Are, are guys coming with these guys now? Is everybody coming together here at the right time? Because you talk to the New England Patriots. I bring this up all the time. They start talking about, uh, granted, you don't want to dig a hole, which the Bears did mm-hmm. over the course of the season. And 
you start playing your best ball late November into December. It may seem ridiculous because you take each quarter of the season the way it is, but it is that important to, to peak now. It is, it's very important to peak now. And, and then there's also there's a silver lining as you go through the season for, for several different reasons. But sometimes it's to find a player. You never yeah. know that you, that you have on the roster. Uh, other times it's for whatever reason, just, just like that, as, is uh, somebody gets hurt, another guy has a chance. Um, but then others go through certain things throughout the year, whether it's on the field or off the field. And, and now we all get to work together and, and show how tight of a family you are to pull through it and to persevere. And that's kind of where we're at right now. We know we still have uh, several games left for sure. And, and the only thing we can do is focus on this week against the Cowboys. And I think that's what's so cool in this moment right now is that we're back to a point at 6-6. Six and six. Um, We're still alive. And we want to put this thing together. Yeah, it's the strangest sport when you think about it because there's 365 days in the year, and you're asking everybody on 16 particular days to be mentally, physically, emotionally ready and to do your job. And every game is a little different. Mm-hmm. Every single one, they're all different. So, I mean, we can go back to the first game of the year, to the fourth game, to the seventh. Every one of them have a different flavor to them. So. Um, it, it's all about how you handle them. It's how you stick together, and then how you prepare, and how mentally strong are you? You know, we've been mentally tested. We've been tested mentally, and uh, um, so far, I, I appreciate the, where, where we're at. And now we just got to finish it. Third play of the game, right? Prince of Mukamara, uh, not third. Third play for them, but on David Blau's play, he that could stick in a guy's head for the rest of the game. Did you worry about it? No, I did, and I and it's uh, you know they it's a. Uh, Nice little play that they ran where um, down and distance-wise, Prince was just kind of sitting on the sticks, and the the kid uh, ran a little dagger and go. Um, so you got to have some protection to do that. He made, he, he got him, and um, sometimes you live by the sword, you die by the sword, and, and that was one of those plays. But I, I had no doubt that Prince would come back and, and play well. As a quarterback guy, just observing Blau, what would you come away with? Just somebody that uh, darts around in there within the pocket. Yeah, he, had, he, he had um, good, good – uh, Good vision within the pocket, could understand where things were at, and um, you know, Coach Daryl Bevel, their their offensive coordinator, was able to put them in good positions. And uh, but uh, you know, in in the end, our, our defense was was good enough to to finish it out. Now, more of the Bears Coaches Show with Head Coach Matt Nagy on News Radio seven eighty and one hundred five point nine FM. WBBM. Mitch the toss to Cohen, loves it to Horstead, over the shoulder, catch for the touchdown, touchdown Bears! Beautifully executed play call, and the rookie, the Ivy Leaguer, with his first NFL touchdown. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show. Uh, shredded cheese, beans, however you make them, share your Bears game day nacho recipe at TostitosBears.com for a chance to win a Bears VIP tailgating experience and tickets at the December 22nd game against Kansas City. May the best nachos win. Bears coming off their third win in four. This is the Bears Coaches Show brought to you by Whipley CPAs and consultants from Hallis Hall at PNC Studios, Jeff Joniak and Matt Nagy. Uh, they're the highlight that we talked about it in an earlier segment, but Jesper Horstead uh, every day must be uh, like a, a huge classroom in the mind for Jesper Horstead. But when you get the opportunity like he did and you make that kind of play, uh, what's the bounce for him going into the future, going into this week? Does it change a young man's perspective on on the game? I'm sure it does. And you have you make such a big play, and it's a scoring play, and um, it it has to be able to uh, 
bring your confidence up in, in, in many different ways. And so uh, that's what's been neat throughout some of this. And we, we talked about it earlier is when you have these type of uh, situations that pop up, it gives other people opportunities and he, he's taken the most of it. And, and uh, you know, you got to give credit to Ryan uh, Pace and, and uh, the, the personnel side for um, being able to find a guy like, like Jesper. And, and now here you are, sometimes you're, you're, uh, you go into training camp and you're at the bottom of the roster and you're trying to make that that uh, that 90 man roster cut it down to 53 and and where are you at in the practice squad etc and now here's a guy that gets an opportunity and so it, it's a it's a great story uh, we want to keep growing with it and he's uh, he's done a good job so far you know I want to go back to the Anthony Miller and, and a Rob the you know on third downs those two big catches on the final drive but uh, my math had it five of the six receptions on third down went for first downs so a that equals a lot of extra plays, and entering the entering the game, there was only like a forty six point three conversion rate on those. So you were thirty first in the league. If that continues, do you sense that you'll be able to get those sixty to seventy five plays a game? Yeah, that that's and what score. that's what we need to do. And the and score part is just as big. You know, we want to be able to uh, convert on third down, and and uh, uh, we we were fifty percent. Um, so I just think that for us to be able to to uh, Roll through it and get better is uh, very important. Yeah, hey, against the Giants, when with Miller, his first down catches got you thirteen more plays and ten points. Yeah, I mean it's it's the game. That, Third down situational. Yeah, you, you want to be. It extends drives, and so as a play caller, you can get in a rhythm. Uh, you're able to uh, make sure that you're, now now you can balance more of the run game, the pass game, the screens, et cetera. And so the other thing too is it, it gives you confidence when you convert these third downs, as you're able to uh, um, to to get the first downs and then get into the red zone. And now you got to be efficient in the red zone. Uh, your defense has been put in some interesting situations, and some of it is their, their own doing overall. But the resiliency and the ability to bend and not break over the course of especially two minute situations has been. One of the trademarks of the defense. I think I brought it up to you on Thursday. Only three points allowed in those situations this year. Yeah, so that, watching that, the Redskins on a field—that's that, unbelievable. Yeah, and you feel it, and you, you can you can feel the defense uh, the way that they're playing in, in those type of situations. And I thought that uh, uh, last week's game that they were able to to do that. I mean, obviously that that sack that occurred with Roquan to knock them back that far, and then for Eddie Jackson to to end it with the uh, with the interception. Um, but, uh, you know, we get tested in, in those situations, and our, Chuck has done a great job at being able to uh, stay aggressive in those moments, and then our guys have, have been resilient. You know, funny thing, if you thought, uh, if I asked you on a week one, you're going to have your tight ends would be Jesper Horstead, Bradley Sowell, and a guy named J.P. Holtz that you're going to pick up from a team, you would have never believed it. No. And all factored in the last few wins. I mean, yeah. it's, it's really something. Yeah. And, and you're right. Um, but with all that said, what I think is pretty neat is, is that those three guys that you just mentioned, um, are very, very important to where we're at right now. And JP Holtz is a guy that has really just come in here. Doesn't say much. No, just does his job. Head down guy. Yeah. Head, head down guy. And, uh, but is very, very important to, to what we're doing right now. Bradley Sal is somebody that, uh, you know, obviously, last last week won the uh, sweep the sheds award for things that he does on and off the field, and that just speaks to who he is. And uh, and now Jesper coming in here and and doing what he did last week, I think, is uh, is a, is a credit to them who they are, and and that's where we're at right now. So that's that's uh, you want to you want to see these feel good stories with these type of guys. It's a Thursday to Thursday, so today's really Wednesday on this Monday night show. 
Uh, I know it's NFL language. People always get confused about that, but it is the case. So you got a normal week and a Cowboy team coming in limping, three or four in the loss department, but loaded with talent offensively, obviously. Where do you begin here? And you look at them. Yeah, well, and, and you just said, you know, offensively, but you look at these guys. I mean, across the board, um, their their offense is, is putting up points and um, they got playmakers everywhere. And then on defense, too, they, they just they fly around. That front four is some is is you know a group of guys that you have to know um the the different things that they do with all the 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 stunts and the games that they have on the front line um are we'll certainly have our hands full but they're uh uh they're in a similar position as us and both of us being six and six it'll be an interesting uh, week this week tom and i have been talking about this could be the la rams game of 2018 yeah one way or another yeah it could and and uh it's it's exciting to be able to uh to do it at home uh and and so we'll we'll see where our guys are uh, stepping up to the challenge i have a feeling you have them ready to go matt and so. enjoy the rest of your week and your preparation thank you very much thanks jeff the bears coaches show with special teams coordinator chris tabor brought to you by whipley cpas and consultants athletico physical therapy and the village of bedford park once again the voice of the bears wbbm's jeff joniak Prater this time puts a little more air under it, and this drives him back further in the end zone. Eight yards out, he's coming out. Left, angling to the 5, to the 10. Gets a block on the outside to the 20. Another block to the 30, to the 35-40, and knocked out of bounds on the far side of the field. Bears are going to start this drive in Lions territory. Some terrific blocking along the way. Amani Aurier makes the stop for the Lions, and the Bears will have a plus territory start to their Thanksgiving Day special here in Detroit. This segment of the Bears Coaches Show brought to you by Old Spice. Never let a friend lose his swagger. That's a good way to bring in the man with a lot of swag, Chris Tabor, the Bears Special Teams Coordinator, right? How about that's perfect. That's tailor made for you. Uh, I don't players pro- say, you probably know. Players not. say here, you know, you got some of that going well, on. I'll tell you a guy who does that highlight here at Cordero Patterson. Nine yards deep comes out on that second kickoff to start the game uh for the Bears offense. Uh setting up a, a drive that was six plays and get you on the board for the first time since week four in the first quarter. No, that was great by him and, and the guys blocking. I mean, obviously at the end of the day, it's hard to cover two kicks in a row, especially when you have a returner like we do, where they're emphasizing it all week, making sure that we're staying in our lanes and, and it's the opening kickoff and they're geared up and they go down and then have to redo it again. Uh, there was no doubt if, I mean, it had to go out of the back of the end zone for us not to bring it out. And uh, he did a great job, and the guys did a great job. And that's our job. We either want to score or we say set up the score, and, and that's the deal. All right, let's talk about the first one mm-hmm. because he quick made a veer left planned mm-hmm. or his decision. It's built in in the okay. return and uh, utilizing his skill set uh, that, that he has there. So uh, they had a tendency, and they did it in the first game also, and we bounced one on them uh, the, uh, here at Soldier. Uh, but it was really number 44, Maven, has a really good football player aggressive to the ball and he likes to take off pretty fast to try to get in the mix and you know that opens some things up on the back side okay and, and on the second one now if in that situation do you reprogram and say hey we're going to we're going to make a change now on the second one because maybe they're gonna, or what do you do we changed it okay we, we we changed the call there based off what we saw in the first time okay and, and after watching the tape how close was it to being a, a six-pointer it's close. Yeah. It's close. And he had another opportunity later on in the game also. Yeah, 90 uh, yards on those two. Yeah, no, and he's a – I mean, obviously he's big, strong, and fast. Obviously all great qualities. Uh, but the guys are doing a great job blocking for him. And uh, they take a lot of pride 
in uh, in getting him going, and and as does he. So uh, it's 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 good combination. And he leads the league, and you got to give credit to, to your blockers as well, guys that are picking guys off. He's the only guy in the league with uh, he leads in 100 yard days. We only look at backs and receivers, but I'm not, I'm going to start looking at returners because there are not many opportunities for a lot of these guys. Uh, but 100 yard return days. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. Number one in the league. Well, so. hopefully we can keep that going. I mean, the, obviously with the weather changing, you know, obviously yeah. there's going to be more times yeah. uh, to do that. But at the same time, we're going to have to always be prepared as they hit the squib and it, and it, okay. and it hit us. I, I got to talk about that. So mm-hmm. there's a, there was a debate in in the booth, okay, the, the first one that hit Dion Bush. Yep. Planned as an onside kick? Or do you think it was just a one-in-a-million shot to hit the guy in the shin and you recover the football? It was going to be a squib. I uh, talked to Prater, and you, I saw his quotes in the paper. Okay. And you could tell on the field that it was going to be a squib kick. because you it could. was On the field, it was going 100 miles an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and obviously, those those things can happen. So can you target a guy and hope you can, and wish? You or can, was that just perfect execution? Uh, I mean, I don't know if... I don't like I say he was trying to squib it through, and if he hits a guy, great. Yeah. Uh, some guys I, I've seen kickers actually. Phil Dawson in Cleveland, we used to practice it all the time, where he we would just practice hitting the goalpost and huh. line drive the line drive the goalpost just to see if we could do it on a consistent basis, and he was he was able to do it. Uh, but it's a it's a hard skill. I've I've been on the other side of that where I've asked a guy to we had a punter. Had to kick off one time and asked him to squib it, and he did the exact same thing and hit their guy, but they they recovered the ball. So right, because you're li- giving up a lot of field. You're position. giving up a lot of field position there, and it's uh, obviously it's something that we always ha- will have to learn from, and uh, we'll always have to adjust just because of who our guy yeah. is back there. And that's that. I always tell the guys yeah. that's a good thing. Yeah. So. Well, we got we got to go actually in this segment, but we'll, we'll pick it up on the other side because I do have a, a, a what's the teaching point for Dion in that situation? Because if it comes on you that quick and hits you in the lower leg, I mean you're talking about a bouncing ball. It's a, it's like a ping pong ball. So, well, you're the coach. You have the answers. The Bears Coaches Show with Special Teams Coordinator Chris Tabor and WBBM's Jeff Joniak continues. Hey, Bears fans, hit the beach with Spice Adams, Lauren Screeden, Roy Robertson, Harris, Palau Nichols, and more of your favorite Bears players on March 1st. Visit applevacations.com slash bears to book your trip to Los Cabos, Mexico today. Here with Bears Special Teams Coordinator Chris Tabor when we were talking before the break. What are the teaching points on a squib that could come up on you and bounce crazy? I mean, obviously you're trying to avoid it at all costs. Yeah. Uh, the, the tough spot where Dion Bush and actually DHC are lined up at, they're in charge of a surprise onside if it comes up the middle. Uh, and at the same time, obviously, they're closer to the football. So uh, being able to, to adjust and move and, and see that, you got to have an agile guy. And Prater did a good job of – I mean, he got us on that one. I mean, he hit his ankle, and, and obviously we didn't recover it. Fortunately, they didn't get any points out of it. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of – in our world, you kind of look at the big picture – yeah. That and, no and, harm, no foul, right? Yeah, and you just flush it and you move on and say, okay, let's keep playing football. Hey, let's talk about Eddie Pinheiro. The leg was booming, man. You didn't give anybody a chance. No, he really uh, he really kicked off well. And uh, on a short week, on a Thursday game, those are, those are critical factors because obviously some guys' bodies aren't as recovered as what they normally are. And for him to be able to kind of handle that force, uh, that was great. And then... 
the the last kick after the penalty where we kick off from the 50 and to be able to bloop yes. it uh, and, and be aggressive with that and put it right on the goal line to get them inside the 20 is obviously what we were looking for, and we accomplished that goal. So uh, that, I, I was real proud of him. I thought he had a nice day, and uh, you know, hopefully we can just kind of keep building on it. Yeah, it was his first indoor game, so uh, I don't know if he kicked any indoors in, in college at all, but you know, I, I – I know the Lions put this out there. I think their opposing kickers were 62.3% since 18 in there, and I was shocked at the number. It's indoor football with no conditions. What's your familiarity with that, and, and why at Ford Field are these guys having trouble, or is it just who's kicking there? I mean, what's the I think it just happens. I, I do think there's a major stereotype of, well, since we're indoors, yes. we should be able to kick long field goals, and everything should be accentuated even more uh, on – you know, on Thanksgiving Day, you're if you watch the other games, there were six missed kicks in three games, mm-hmm. and they were all inside. So uh, it's hmm. it, I, I think that I think people look at that. I think that's just kind of silly, in my opinion, to really? look at it like that. I understand it. Yeah, but, uh, but you you could understand because there's no win. No, there's no win. There's nothing. I mean, you hit your ball and you and you yeah. and you go to work. But at the same time, I think. Uh, People, you, you still have to play field position football, and what gives you the best chance? You just can't, uh, you know, start shooting at the hip and say just because we're inside, let's just start launching really long field goals because let's give it a shot. I mean, you still you still got to handle field position. Yeah. So, is there a mental component that you address? Because is there a natural like ah, relaxation? I'm indoors. I don't, I don't have to factor in the wind. Or you just no, we, keep it out of the conversation. No, we talked about it. We we, really? we talked. What we talked about was is stay true to the process because let's learn from the L.A. game. And the L.A. game was, was nice conditions, slight breeze. Let's call it no breeze, though. All right, a slight breeze. And guys, when they get in those those uh, environments, want to kill the football because they think I'm going to have a huge day, and then they don't play how they're supposed to play. And I said, let's, let's learn from that. All right, yes, we're going indoors, but we're going to stay true to our process and we're not going to think, hey, boy, I'm going to swing for the fences because this is all perfect in here. No, we're going to hit our ball, and we're going to work. So I was pleased how he grew uh, in that in that area right there. You know, back to the, the, the bloop, because you could easily, you know, you'd love to take advantage of their mental mistake of committing a penalty that gives you a 50-yard kickoff uh, and just – Boom it out of there, but you want to take advantage of that. It's a key point in the game. Keep him, get him a long field with a rookie quarterback playing his first game. So, how tedious is that? That kick? It's a tough kick. It's obviously probably actually easier outside because there are wind conditions, and then you can kind of kick it into the wind where the wind's holding it up for you and buying you some more hang time. Now you're inside, and there's none of those conditions for him to be able to drop it uh, right there at the goal line. We said, hey, be aggressive because. Even if the ball goes out of bounds, they get the ball at the 25, yes. just as if they were a touchback. So, so take a chance. Take a, take a chance. Yeah. Be aggressive. And we have confidence in our, in our kickoff team that we can get down there and cover these guys. So uh, let, let, we say let the guys go, have some fun, and, and, and he did that for Given us. Given the time in a week, a normal week, but not a short week, uh, how, how often do you practice that kick? That's part of his routine on the, uh, I guess, norm- that would be a, a Wednesday practice. After we uh, kick our field goals and you know we do our kickoff work and then that's the last part we like to we like to work on that kick. Yeah, and and 
the coverage. Okay, you didn't have Sheriff McManus, and I don't know what the situation is. We'll pick that up on the other segment. Talk about some of these other guys that are uh, stepping up and having good years on special teams for Chris Tabor's crew. The Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy continues exclusively on the home of the Bears. News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. WBBM. Here with Bears special teams coordinator Chris Tabor breaking down the Bears win over the lines and looking ahead to the Cowboys here in a moment. Uh, before the break, I want to talk about some guys that are stepping up. And Kevin Pierre-Lewis is one of them, obviously. He, he's a veteran and starter-grade linebacker in this league. Uh, Joel E.A. Booneyway, Josh Wood, some of these guys that uh, stepping in and, and really closing the door on Danny Amendola in that game on Thursday. No, the guys, uh, we needed to step up from the previous week because we had one get out on us uh, in the Giants game. So that was a point of emphasis. Guys did a great job. Uh, been real pleased with, with how we're growing because we're – you know, Woods is now playing more and, and improving each week. Ryan Nall yeah. is a guy that's now getting his shot, and he's pl- he's playing well. Uh, but, you know, it's led by guys like KPL and DHC. And, and I mean, I don't want to – I can name so many guys. It's I will say this about the room, and, and, and I love them to death because it is a close room, and they, take, they do take pride in it. Uh, the thing that I'm so – really proud about him is just like in the kick return game we had to make an adjustment right there during the game in the huddle on the sideline and they all just shook their head like yes coach we got it let's go let's go to work and and that's that's where we're growing behind the scenes and I'm, I've just been real pleased with that you know uh, a man you call the pony uh, Cordero Patterson uh, because of how he plays on coverage as well he's in is that endearing himself to the entire roster let alone your own room um, and maybe guys want to pay it forward a little bit when he's on the other end of it, return of the kick. No question. I mean, the pony plays well. Uh, he's, a, he's a guy that uh, j- the other day just once again comes down, beats a double team, balls kicked across the field, beats a double team, comes across. They want to try to bring it back across to him, and whoop, there there he is. And he, and he stops it and turns it right back into everybody else. He's a, he's a really good football player. And people have asked me who, you know, he re- he does remind me of a Josh Cribbs. Yeah. He, he he really does because that was a guy that could cover and return. And, and he's Cordell, a bigger he, version of he is He is. He's, <laughs> he's a, just a good football player. All right. What are the Cowboys like special teams-wise? Well, they're, they're good. I mean, they, they, have, they have some weapons. And, uh, you know, obviously in, in our world anything can happen. So uh, we're just trying to dot all the I's and cross the T's. But you, anywhere from Randall Cobb to Tavon Austin – I mean, and they got the Pollard kid as the returner. They they have some guys that uh, definitely have our attention. So we need to we need to play well. And what is their what's your history with their special teams coordinator? And um, what this will be my first matchup with him. He was uh, this is his second year down in Dallas, and and he does a good job. They play awfully hard. That's what when I watch the tape, that's what sticks out to me. Just how they keep coming after you and. And uh, so we, we, we need to have our A game for Thursday night. Much like Matt talked about the resiliency of this football team, now looking back at what you, and you feel like you're seeing light at the end of the tunnel. You're 6-6. Six and six. you got uh, some really impressive games coming up. But uh, does it feel good to be where you're at right now to, to dictate some of your own, uh, well, your it's own all, future? You well, know? it's always good to win. Uh, but, I, you know, you look at them, I mean, we're heading into the fourth quarter of the season. And it's you know it's really to me it's a it's a one game season you know and 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 I think maybe maybe when it's all said and done you re, you 
you know you look at it and review it and all that but right now I just your head's buried in the stand and let's get let's get the cowboys all right and as we wrap up with special teams coordinator chris tabor gibson's restaurant group wants to thank you for joining us in tonight's bears coaches show here's a gift card to enjoy a meal at any of their chicagoland locations thanks as always thank you wbbm and hd chicago wcfs fm and hd1 elmwood park chicago